Hello, hello, hello. I'm super excited to come on today because uh, I have something really awesome to share with you guys. Over the week, I've just been just praying and asking God for specific guidance concerning the new season of my life, concerning the new season of your lives. Um, and he has provided clarity, guidance, and a swift answer concerning the things that I've been meditating on and talking with him about. First of all, I want to start out by saying that I love you. I thank you for coming on today, um, inclining your ears to hear what thus saith the Lord to you concerning each and every one of your situations and know that he loves each and every one of you individually. You're like a fingerprint to him. No one's quite like you. He's created this this whole database full of people. And when your fingerprint comes up, no one matches it but you. That's how uniquely you're designed and special to God. No matter what has happened in your life, no matter what you've done, just know that God loves you and he can meet you wherever you're at. There's nothing you need to do but open up your heart to him on today. So we're going to move out into scripture on today and begin to uh, excavate this thing and, and allow it to get in our spirit so that we can have a blessed and an awesome week. Again, the word of God says that we should be not only hearers of the word, but doers of the word. So I decree and declare on today upon getting started that when you begin to deep dive to in today's scriptures, that you will allow them to take fruit in your spirit and and just begin to do a new work, one like you've never seen before. The word of God said that he would do above all you could ever think or imagine. So when I just sit back and imagine all the things that I desire, God has things that are way bigger and brighter for me. So I want you to just begin to rest your cares in him as we begin to dive into our scriptures on today. Um, we'll be coming out of the book of James. I'll give each and every one of you a moment to get there. Again, we're coming out of the book of James that's actually in the New Testament towards the back of your Bibles. For those of you who, who are new podcasters, just new to the word of God, just thirsty for what he has to offer. I want you to grab your Bibles or your iPhones or your iPads and quickly go to James. We'll be coming out of chapter four, verses two through three. We are in the book of James today, chapter four verses two through three. And if I had to title today's topic um, for you to meditate on throughout the week, I would title today's topic as just acts, just acts. And it's quite funny how uh, God delivered the topic to me on today. Um, I was just praying and asking God, what is it that you would have for me to do in this next season and not only what you would have for me to do, but what scriptures, what words it's going to carry me through my next season um, with you on this journey called life. And he briefly spoke to me and I'm telling you exactly what he told me. He just told me just acts. So I'm inclined to see what he has to say to us on today. Again, I hope you're there. The book of James four, verses two through three, and I'll begin reading. And I just want you to get your notepads out and just get ready to write or, or uh, put in your smartphone as we go deeply into the word of God today. It starts like this. You want what you don't have. 
So you scheme and kill to get it. You are jealous for what others have and you can't possess it. So you fight and quarrel to take it away from them. And yet the reason you don't have what you want is that you don't ask for it. And even when you ask, you don't get it because your whole motive is wrong. You want only what will give you pleasure. Okay. Um, I find this scripture uh, pretty interesting and I want you to stay with me on today because um, God is our father. And when we call on him, Abba Father, his attributes as a father are going to be things that a father would do. A father would love to protect his child. A father would love to provide for his child. A father would love for a child to have those things that are good for it. The word of God says that he works everything to completion in our lives. So the things that he started for you that you might not quite understand right now, he's going to bring those things um, to your, uh, he'll bring those things to you with the ability to understand. And I know that I'm right because he says, if a man lack wisdom, let him ask. So on today, um, as we try to figure out exactly what God has for each and every one of you specifically, I want you to understand that if you don't have something, you should just simply ask. You can ask the father for the things that you need. It says that he's our Jehovah Jireh. And what that means is he's our provider. He wants to provide for you. The word of God says he delights in blessing us. So he wants to give you those desires of your heart. That's what the word of God says. He desires to give you the desires of your heart. However, the question that you have to begin to ask yourself as we uh, continue to go into James is, what is the motive behind why you're asking God what you're asking God for? And I would even go as far as to reach deeper than that. Some of us don't have because we just simply don't ask him for it. So my second thought would be what makes you not ask God for the things that you need? If he's your father, if you believe that he wants to provide for you, how come you continue to work in your own strength concerning the things that you desire in life? So again, in James, it says that basically you want things sometimes. So I'm going to talk about different types of people because the book of James is, James is rather interesting because it provides instruction to believers, instructions for how to uh, live a clean, holy, and Christian life. It provides instructions for how to come to God, to ask God for things in prayer. It provides instruction for us in um, how we handle our mouth, our mouth being, um, are we gossiping? Are we using our mouth not to bring worship and glory to God and to uplift and encourage and inspire our brother? Are we using it in a perverse way, in the opposite way, um, to tear our brothers down, to assassin, um, our brothers or sisters character. Um, these are the questions and the answers that the book of James provides to believers. It provides instructions. See, when you decided to walk your walk of sanctification and what that means to those that are new to the, the broad, the broadcast is that your walk of sanctification is what happens after you are saved 
in Christ. Once you're saved and, and you uh, confess that Jesus is Lord and you, you say he's died on the cross and, and he's going to uh, be the leader and the, the lover of your life, the center of your soul, then there's things that need to happen after that so that you have a successful life and a prosperous, fruitful life here on earth. And so that you can develop into the likeness of him it says that he created us in his image. However, we have to continue to, to deep dive into God, to study, to show ourselves approved by reading the word of God, by meditating on those scriptures so that we can begin to have the mind of Christ. See, when we begin to have the mind of Christ, then we do Christ like things. And I'm not when I say Christ like things, I don't want to lose you on that. Because those aren't the rituals and, and, and religious things to show the world externally that you're a believer, that you love God, that you're a Christian or whatever you call yourself. Those are the things that are uh, that help you develop a relationship with God. So again, this isn't the rituals of God, the rituals being maybe you feel that you have to carry your Bible and show people your Bible. All these, I call them the outward things, pharmaceutical things that we do, we find ourselves doing sometimes that we want people to know that we are on fire or that we're passionate about our walk and our love for Christ. But I challenge you on today to move past religion and rituals. A true relationship with God is so much more deeper than the semantics of life. See, he loves you for who you are right where you are right now. He's not asking you to uh, do rituals and all these extra things that the world would have you to believe. He says that he wants to meet you right where you are because he designed you. He understands all of our imperfections. He understands our shortcomings. He understands every intricate detail about us. And because he understands and because he has the love of a father and that he understands, he wants the best for you. I know you're saying, well, what does that mean? You know, Mrs. Colorful Day, that he has the love of a father because I've never had a father. See, the word of God said that he will be a mother to the motherless. He will be a father to the fatherless. So this is the thing. Because you didn't have a father or the father that you had wasn't the ideal father that you wanted. And I specifically say that you wanted. God desires to be your I am. He's what you need him to be in any and every situation. He can make up the difference. So what you didn't have a father. He's saying, you know what? I'm your father. Let me fill in the gap for those areas that you didn't have because he's well aware of it. He's not sitting up in heaven dumbfounded. He understands because he's the creator of the earth. And if he's our creator, we're his creation. And you say, so what does that mean? That means you were made in his image. He blew his breath of life into you so that you would be a moving and living being. But not just a moving and living being, but being a representation with you're an ambassador with the highest credentials here on earth to lead and serve and to show people the light and the love of God. 
And that's not something that you have to get up and work to do. If you have a relationship with God and a relationship starts by spending time with God in his word, he told Joshua to meditate on these scriptures day and night. So reading your word and hanging that scripture in your heart it, this doesn't, this is not an external visual thing that I have to plaster scriptures all over the house. I mean, if you want to do that, that's fine. I'm not knocking you for that. What I'm saying is this needs to be a relationship where the word of God is hunk in your heart because when the word of God gets rooted in your spirit, then you can have a true revelation of who he is. And then it shows you his love, his attributes. It shows you how to allow those fruits of the spirit and the fruits of the spirit. For those of you who may not know is the love, the, the kindness, the long suffering, all those things that should be a resemblance of your relationship with God. See, the more and more I spend time with someone that I love, you can take a friend, you can take a brother, a sister, you can take a husband, a wife. The more and more they spend time together, the more they become in tune with what each other needs, what what, what the person cares for, uh, what their wants are. You become very in tune. I don't know if you've ever, um, for those married couples out there, uh, you can not have a day spending time with their spouse, but then they'll come home and they'll say, you know what? I had a taste for spaghetti and maybe the husband already made the spaghetti when the wife came in and said, you know what? I have a taste for spaghetti. And you would say, wow, something so simple, something so simple is because they were very in tuned with each other. So she didn't have to be there at that very moment to have that feeling in her spirit that guess what? You know what? I'm going to make spaghetti today. And the moon and the stars align. And all of a sudden she gets home and her husband's like, you know what? Uh, I made spaghetti today. And she's surprised, but not surprised because she understands that they have a good relationship not a ritualistic thing that they're acting like they have a relationship in front of people and the relationship is totally broken, but they have a true relationship with not people intervening in it. It's an intimate relationship, caring about each other's emotions and, and all these different things that become so intertwined that they don't allow things to separate them from each other, which allows them to be very in tune with each other. You say, well, why do I say that? Because God allowed his son, Jesus Christ, to come to die on the cross for our sins. I don't know anybody else in my life who has taken the time to die for me. He loved the world so much, the world being us, the world being us. And you say, what does that mean? What that means is when before you had a relationship with God, before you even knew him, he loved you and sent his son in the form of the word of God flesh walking the earth named Jesus Christ who died on the cross for your sins so that you would be able to talk with him on a day-to-day -day basis. Talking with God is so crucial in the development of your relationship. Talking with God is so important for you to begin to move into the areas that are dry in your life. And James says is, you know what, you're asking for things 
or you're not asking for things because we have two types of people, those that totally trust God, have a relationship with God and they're asking God for things. And then you have the people who just simply don't ask him for things because they haven't developed a deep enough relationship with him. Or then maybe they do have a relationship with him, but they have some disbelief. They have some trust issues because man has hurt them. And now they're taking what has happened in real life. Maybe you've been hurt by your real father. Maybe you're upset because you didn't have a father and you feel abandoned and now you're walking around with this spirit that you can't completely open your heart and trust and let anyone in but if you want to move to a higher level in God you must take the step by faith to trust him and know that God has never failed you see I'm here to clear the the atmosphere so that you can understand that the Holy Spirit is there to lead and guide you into all truth and when he's leading and guiding you into all truth you have to allow him to lead and guide you the relationship with God is a voluntary relationship the relationship that we have with the Holy Spirit that's a voluntary relationship he doesn't come to push himself on you he wants you to love him and need him freely it says that he is a jealous God he would have no other gods before him and God's meaning um things people places and things that tend to come into the uh picture that can oftentimes distract us and take our time and separate us from having a true deep enriched relationship with God see in the book of James it, it says you desire but you do not have. So you argue and you quarrel with people because you're trying to figure out why don't I have these things? How come I'm looking at my brother or my sister and they're, you know, we started out in the race together and you know what? They're really doing well now. How come things just don't seem to be working out for me? Well, I want to help you to understand that first, you should not compare yourself to your brother or your sister because you don't know the whole story. It's only God who knows the whole story. In Jeremiah 29 and 11, it tells us to, to trust him. He knows the plans for our life, that they're not going to hinder us or to harm us, but to give us a hope in the future. So I would challenge you to today to understand that if you're looking at your brother or your sister and comparing yourself, that's not the right way to go about trying to get the desires of your heart. First of all, we have to seek God. Whenever there's something that you desire or you have an unanswered prayer, there's an area right now in your life that maybe you're like, you know what, I, I, I think that I'm going to give this area to God. I think I'm ready to move forward in this. I, you know, I, or, or Mrs. Colorful Day, I've been asking, but things haven't been happening. I'm saying, I want you to go back. The first principle is I want you to go back and I want you to check your motives. I want you to stop looking at the people alongside you because Apostle Paul tells us not to compare ourselves to our brothers. And for those of you who are my new podcasters, Apostle Paul is an apostle uh, called by Christ. Did he walk with the original 12? No, but he's still an apostle called by Christ to do the work of Christ. And a lot of our books in the New Testament are written by the apostle Paul, a very powerful man who was converted on the road to Damascus. And just looking at his life, aside from the books of the Bible that he's written, he's a living example that God loves any and everybody. And there's nothing too bad that you could have done that would allow God to 
not love you and not care for you and not try to move you to a higher level in him. God has a robe tailored for each and every one of you. And you say, what is that? What is a robe? A robe tailored for, for you, specifically for you in this season, designed for you. It's not your sister's robe. It's not your brother's robe. It's not your pastor's robe. It's not your apostle's robe. It's not your prophet's robe. It's not your confidant's robe. It's not your spouse's robe. It, it's not anybody else's robe, but yours. God has created a robe tailored specifically for you. Remember I said that each and every one of us at the start of this podcast is like a fingerprint to God. And that, that fingerprint makes you uniquely designed and no one can do exactly what you can do. That's why you're so important to God. Each and every one of us, he said he knew us while we were yet in our mother's womb. He knows every hair on our head. He knows the assignment that he's laid out for you before the foundation of the earth was formed. He knew you. So you're not out here by yourself. You're not out here some long ranger, some free agent. God has a plan concerning you in your life. When you're not getting the things that you're asking for in prayer, the first thing that I always do is I backtrack. I backtrack just like what James said. He says, you don't possess it because you're asking for things for your own worldly desires. So, and what does that mean? Sometimes your motive isn't correct. Or sometimes you're asking for something that's going to hurt you. And, and this is what I love so much about God and the attributes of God is that he's not going to give you something to hurt you. He's going to give you something to bring you to perfection. That's not going to harm you, but that's going to help you. And, and, and I like to draw the analogy of the father that has the son or the daughter that is asking for candy. And although uh, the father might have this huge candy store, that everyone goes into to buy candy and he tells you, no, you can only have this one piece of candy, but because that's your, your father and you, and you just want to continue to, to ask him for something that could potentially harm you. You're asking him for more candy, or maybe he can see the reason he's saying no to you or not answering that prayer is for your good. Your good being that if he gives you too much of that candy, you don't know to stop eating the candy. And now you have cavities or, or maybe now you're gaining weight because you don't know how to have self-discipline because you haven't got to that point in the process of the work that God is doing for your life. See, all of us is going through a process right now. That process or that walk of sanctification is is. Uh, helping us to get to higher levels in Christ. It, the word of God says he moves us from glory to glory. What that means is as I steadily allow God to cut away the baggage that's hindering me, I can begin to climb higher on the hill. When I can begin to climb higher on the hill, then I can have a better clear understanding of what it is that God is trying to do. Because as you think about this, as you climb higher on the hill, when you cut that baggage, those distractions that you don't need, you don't have things pulling you down as you're trying to go higher in elevation. And as you go higher in elevation, you're able to see clearly because you have a better view on the mountain than you had when you on the lower level in the valley. See, God has a plan concerning us. And, and I love this about James because in the book of James, it, it, he starts out by saying, what is causing you to quarrel? What is causing you to fight? 
Isn't it the whole army of your evil desires? Basically, he's saying that you're you're fighting and, and you're upset because maybe your motive is wrong. You're coveting your brother's things. You saw someone else with a new house and now you're asking yourself or telling yourself, I should have a new house. We're the same age. Why am I progressing like that? When the reality of the matter is, what if God has something else for you? What if God didn't have a house for you? What if he had a condo or what if he had a whole apartment complex, but you're so fixated on comparing yourself to someone's chapter that you don't even know what chapter of their life that they're on. And, and you feel that you should have what they have. So you begin to have an attitude about it instead of being happier or, or, or overjoyed for your brother or sister, you start to covet their items. Coveting means that you want to have something that belongs to someone else. Never ever asking God, what do you have for me? So this week, I want you to begin to go back. When you go into your prayer closet, when you're sitting at your desk, because remember, we're into relationship here. We're not into rituals and we are not into religion. This is a pure relationship that you can have with the father. Nothing does has to intervene with that. I want you to start over this week and I want you to check your motives every time you go to God in prayer to ask him something. To ask him something and, and uh, alongside with understanding that when we spend that time in prayer, it shouldn't always be to ask for something. Sometimes you should consider things outside of yourself which is the people around you that need something, the world that may be in disarray, our, our governors, our mayors, our president, they need prayer so that they can be led and guided by the Holy Spirit in such a trying time. People are losing family members to death. Different types of things that are happening, relationships are constantly being challenged. Daily marriages are uh, going through the, the ringer sometimes because people are trying to grow together and wherever there's growth, sometimes there can be a pulling and a challenge. And, and some people don't know how to submit to what it is that God is doing and trust him. And it, and it causes you to try to take things into your own constraints control and operate in your own strength. And before you know it, you're going down the opposite way of what God had already intended for you. And now you're looking at the situation wrong, where you're looking at it like this situation is going to hurt me when the situation is not there to hurt you. It may be an uncomfortable situation, but it may be there to help you and to get you to an expected end. But furthermore, James says that we want what we don't have. So we scheme and kill and get it. We are jealous for what others have because we can't possess it. So we fight over it. And again, we, we find ourselves, I like to use the word, we covet over it. We think that we deserve what someone else has. Never understanding that God has something specifically designed for you. And what belongs to them belongs to them. And what's for you is for you. Understand that when God opens a door for you, no man can shut it. it that door is open specifically for you. That's why it's so important to seek God's approval to be in his perfect will when making decisions to invite him in to those places in your life so he can help us to gain wisdom so that we can know the difference. So uh, James also says, and even when you do ask, you don't get it because your whole motive is wrong. 
You want only what will give you pleasure. Remember, I gave you the example about the father who owned the candy store and his children kept asking for candy. He had already given them one piece, but they wanted more and more candy because the candy is sweet. Remember, when we want what we want, we just want it. And sometimes we don't care. I'm not saying this is the case all the time. I'm saying that sometimes this can possibly be the case. You just want what you want because that's what you want. Not thinking that God is saying this might not be good for you right now. I've often known God to tell me this. No, not now. And sometimes when we hear the word no, we think that he he's saying, no, you can't have it, period. But sometimes our father is saying, no, not now. Because the season is wrong. The timing is off. And he's saying there's a better time to do this particular task. There's a better time to open this business. There's a better time to preach this sermon. There's a better time to try to tackle this challenging situation. There's a better time to move into that new house. There's a better time to begin to build a relationship with that person because he's about perfect timing. His concern is to get you to destiny on time so that you meet purpose at the intersection. See, God has, he knows what he's doing. You just have to begin to trust him. So again, the book of James simply says and talks about the desires to get things. I want you in this new season to understand two things you don't have because you don't ask. And if a man lack wisdom, let him ask. See, if you ask God for the wisdom to know the difference or the wisdom concerning the matter, then you would understand when a prayer isn't answered because you would just trust him completely fall into God's arms. Trust that he knows the plan for you. See in this new season, I decree and declare that you will come into the understanding and the full knowledge of Christ. That's what Paul wanted for us, that we would come into our full maturity in God. And what that means is you can accept and love God the same when he says, no, not now. Understanding that he's a father and he knows what's best. And back to our, our book in James, you begin to trust God for those that may say, you know what? I do trust him, you know, but there's some areas that I'm challenged to ask him for because I just don't want to keep asking him for things. Let me tell you something about God. He owns a cattle on a thousand hill. The whole entire world was created for him anyways and by him. It all belongs to him. So he desires to bless us. It says he delights in blessing us. What does it mean to delight in something? It means that when I do it, I'm super excited about it. This is something that I want to do. I get excited to bless you. God gets excited to bless us with the desires of our heart. But what we have to trust is to allow him to bless us in his timing. Allow him to take us through the process so that we're ready to receive the blessing. Because if he blesses us too early, we may not even recognize it because we're not where we need to be to understand how important something is or to even just to take, um, bring attention to that blessing. 
because we're out of step and out of sequence with what he wants. So his perfect timing is so important for us to begin to trust. So again, I want you to quickly take with you this week, a fundamental knowledge of understanding that God desires to bless you. One, check your motive. Ask yourself when you pray and ask God for something, why do I want this? That's number one. Check your motives because your motives must be pure and your desire for the things that you have must be in line with the purpose that he has for your life. The other thing I want you to focus on is do you seek God's approval for whatever it is that you're planning to do? So if you have a new decision, uh, you know, on the horizon, if you want to make a major move in your life, you know, seek God's approval first so that you can be in his perfect will while doing what it is that you feel that he's called you to do. Those are the two things I really, really want you to meditate on is check your motive, making sure that your motive is pure because James tells us you don't have it because your motive is wrong. So we already know that motives can be in the wrong place. They just can. Our heart can be very deceitful. Who could know the heart? That's the word of God. Sometimes our heart can lead us in the wrong area. That's why it's so important for us to understand and read the word of God so it can begin to deal with those corners in our heart that um, may need uh, just the anointing to have free course in it. So I'm going to close on today with telling you just ask. Ask God for it. He, he's going he's gonna to meet you where you stand in need of. Simply ask. In this season, anchor yourself on if a man lacks wisdom, let him ask. If you need wisdom on the area, ask God. He will give it to you. He will give it to you. And understand it. some things you don't have because you simply just don't ask God. You're working in your own strength. So I challenge you on today to not work in your own strength. As soon as that thing comes to you, go to God, get his approval for it. Ask him, is this what he wants for you at this moment in time? And understanding that if he says no, no, not now, that he just has it for you at a different point in time. And this is just not the season for it. And I'm closing. Oh, gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, we just thank you. We thank you for every podcast listener on today from all across the globe. We have listeners in Portugal, Spain. We have listeners in the United Kingdom. We have listeners in Saudi Arabia. We have listeners in Thailand, the Philippines. We have listeners in France, United Kingdom. I'm just decreeing and declaring on today all of my global listeners in Denmark, in Ireland. I'm just decreeing and declaring that you will be blessed on this week, that you will get this word and you begin to open your heart and trust God in those areas that you need him. Also to my mainland listeners, God is on fire and blessing you on today. The same thing goes for you. I decree and declare that you'll begin to ask God and stop working in your own strength, that you'll begin to trust God in those areas that you may have been hurt. God will not hurt you. He loves you. He sent his son for you. That's a, a straight up example 
right there in a template you can follow and understanding that he loves you. There's no one else that sent their son to die on the cross for you. When you didn't even know it, he was preparing the answers in the way for you. That's how much he loves each and every one of my listeners on today. I have listeners in Colorado, listeners in Oregon, listeners in Wisconsin, listeners in Alabama, Tennessee, Texas, Florida, Ohio, Indiana, Maryland, Rhode Island, New York, Pennsylvania. I mean, everywhere, Mexico, uh, Arizona, we have listeners all over the globe. And I'm saying on today, I decree and declare that this week will be a sound week for you. This week will be a productive week for you. This week will be a peaceful week for you. And you will be anchored in the word of God. Those areas that are dry, I speak to them and decree and declare that you will thirst no more in those areas that I, that you begin to pump from the inside, from the well of living water, from the word of God that you are studying, that you are being anchored in right now in the name of Jesus, that it will begin to rush over those dry areas and that you'll begin to see fruit come from those areas. And I'll call forth the areas in your life that may be dead areas, the Lazarus areas. I speak to them and decree and declare that life will come to those areas again. Those areas that are only aligned with the purpose and the hidden truths that God has for you moving forward in your life and that you would be attached to people that are Christ-like, people that will build you. I decree and declare that the relationships around you will begin to be loving relationships and those that aren't loving relationships and that aren't building you up in the word of God and helping you to be the best, best version of you. Those relationships be cut asunder. Cut asunder means that those relationships be cut off so that they can stop distracting you and stop wasting your time. I decree and declare that doors will be open that no man can shut in this hour, that you will keep your eye on the prize, which is our living God. And we ask all these things in your darling son's Jesus name. And again, I thank you for coming on today and listening. We went a little bit long in this podcast because I really want you to know that God loves you. He's concerned about you. When you came on to listen, God is going to bless you. Every time you pop that podcast in and you listen, God is pouring a word of wisdom, a word of knowledge into your life so that you can move forward and be fruitful in this season. And until next time, be blessed. And know that we love you on this side. And again, you can always go to my Facebook page, which is my podcast channel, Mrs. Colorful Day. That's what it's called on Facebook. And you can inbox me if you want prayer. You can inbox me if there's something specific that you need the intercessors to pray for you about. That's what it's there for. Again, I want you to leave a review. I want those that have downloaded um, this podcast and you're, you're a consistent, loyal listener to this podcast, then I want you to go on to Apple Podcasts. I want you to leave a review there so that that review can be a testimony to someone else who may scroll across this podcast and they need a word of God to bless them in their life during the trying times. And again, I thank all of those that have already left a review that have already passed this podcast to someone else to bless them. God's going to bless you for that. He's going to exponentially bless you in those areas for getting the word of God out to people that need it in this trying time. I love you and be blessed.